Welcome to the improv. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, party people in the place to be. I am called Strong Bad. <laughs> Welcome to the improv. I did a terrible set last here last night, and they just added an E to the end of the sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have, you wanted... se- have you seen that episode of um, Always Sunny when Dee's trying to do stand-up and she keeps dry heaving? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of uh, which... Ha- so have we all sufficiently recovered from our California trip at this point? Like all of us respectively? I didn't really go anywhere. I just uh I feel like I've recovered. Um yeah. I lost my job. There you go. Oh, yeah. Which as they I will, I will reiterate <laughs> I will reiterate is fucking stupid because you saved orange juice and now I can't drink OJ at all without thinking of your your handsome smiling face. Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> hey, you, you, you'll you'll be the um, you'll be a your think of think of yourself as a as a noble as a as a noble misunderstood martyr for the cause of OJ. I will. You mean Johnny Cochran? <laughs> yes. Ooh, topical jokes because OJ's out now. The juice is loose. Oh no! I think he's going to be out in like a month. Mm. I mean, he's officially going to be out, but he, he actually, given our backlog, by the time this is out, this episode is out, he's out. So, yes, this episode will coincide with the release of OJ, <laughs> whenever that is. <laughs> um, so if you live in California and you like white women, be on the lookout. Actually, in all honesty, this might be the next episode I upload because people are clamoring for more Dumb Angel. Oh, in that but- case... Everyone, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he won't won't come to your house and steal any of his own clothes. (laughs) (laughs) So what what were those uh, statistics, David, about uh, Dumb Angel? Um, The statistics are pretty impressive. So I only usually get a chance to really look at the, the YouTube analytics. But uh, 1,500 views in three days, or six days, ain't half bad, you know what I mean? Cool, cool. Um, uh, I wonder what the statistics are on uh, people getting blown on the Haunted Mansion ride. Well, <clears throat> probably not as high as people getting blown on Adventures Through Inner Space. Ah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some Disney trivia on you for a second. So, by the way, what did you guys think of the Haunted Mansion, since you all wrote it? Uh... Yeah. Uh, unlike DP, I got to write it twice. Uh, it was fucking rad. Yeah, I did not have enough time to get blown on it. Like uh, you can, yeah. you can get blown on it, but I didn't have enough time to finish. <laughs> so you're saying you did get blown on it, but you didn't get a chance to finish? Yes. Okay, good. Because like we all dived into separate Doom buggies at the start of the ride, and uh, you know I didn't really get a sense of what was going on. But that would explain the screaming I heard from a couple of cars back. I can't. I can't remember who I was riding on that ride with, but I remember getting blown distinctly. So who was screaming? You or the whoever was doing the blowjob? Maybe both. <laughs> the, the ghost. <laughs> the ghost at the end was looking at me judgmentally. Oh, I just picture I, <laughs> the hitchhiking ghost appeared in the middle of the car, like, "Hey guys, what's going on? Ah! Ah! <laughs> Stop that!" 
It's a very puritanical ghost. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a, a sick ride because they kept it, it. It's such a good ride because they kept changing the gimmick. Mm-hmm. The gimmick was not consistent, so they kept coming up with different things. So near the end of the ride, uh, there's a bunch of mirrors for, for people who aren't giant fucking geeks like you, David. Yeah. Um, there, there's a mirror that has a, a ghost in it that is like hitchhiking with you. And there's like voiceover telling saying like, there's a, there's a ghost that's going to follow you home mm-hmm. and that's cool. Then there's like a ballroom dance and the technique that they use, they have like these really weird holograms down there where like you're above them, but you can see a ballroom full of like hologram ghosts and shit like that. And then there are weird animatronics. Like they, they just keep switching up the gimmick, which is really cool. Yeah. They what's great is the there's there's it like tonally the ride actually worked because you kind of ease from creepy to to more lighthearted as the ride goes along and it makes sense. Like uh, my favorite scene of the ride is all is always the uh, the stretching room, uh, where the lights go out and you see the corpse hanging from the rafters, because it's like like when you think about it being in a Disney park that's that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty dark you know. I like the. Uh... I like in the ballroom the uh, two paintings of the duelist dueling with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the world's fluffiest bird. <laughs> oh yeah, that fucking raven was so fluffy. And uh, <laughs> and of course the nice thing is we got to go after they put in the new uh, hatbox ghost. Cool. So, so we right as you leave the attic, but before you go down the hill into the graveyard, you get to see him. He does that thing where his head disappears and appears in the hat box so i i really it, like that effect so it's a, it's also weird after playing that left for dead map that's modeled after disneyland where man that that mod like captured the exact layout but none of the magic yeah. it was so weird <laughs> well i i remember when we the first ride we did that day was the tiki room and uh i remember the first thing that you uh you said when we got in brandon was like this looks accurate, but where's the ammo cache in the middle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot. So, of... so, go ahead. So I'm in the middle of editing those that, that giant vlog, and uh, Vegas cannot handle all of the video clips. Really? It nice. continuously crashes. It's Aww, it's funny. That's. <laughs> I want to uh, that. All I could think while I was in the tiki room was how I would not be able to handle it if I was high. <laughs> I remember, well, it was it was great, because, like, I, I kept expecting, like, you know, knowing you guys, I expected a lot of a, a lot of snarkiness, but I think the magic kind of rubbed off on you, because we got to the part in the tiki room where the lights went off and the thunder and lightning happened, and, and Brandon leans over to me and goes, this is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> no, I, I um was perfectly willing to let the the situation do what it wants to do <laughs> i was just going to enjoy whatever it was i'm glad um it was really fun going with you guys to be honest like when i when i get to i get to enjoy uh experiencing a, the first a first time visit vicariously through new people so that was that was really cool and um it was pretty great because like me and alan and Sade ran back from the airport after drop or we dropped kayla off and we're like we got about an hour we can do it so by the time we got there, we got there before eleven o'clock, and we hopped on the monorail, and we got to ride more rides, and we ended. I the... just, I just want to mention that that ride back to Disney. Uh, I don't know how long I was asleep, um, 
But it's like I said on the plane. I was either asleep for five minutes or like nine hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was it was somehow extremely restful. <laughs> that's good to hear. You know, it was good too because like you left um, while we were driving, you fell asleep, but you left uh, Paul F. Tompkins stand up playing while we were driving. So that was incredibly entertaining to listen to as we drove over. Um, and the best part was we ended the night riding Splash Mountain. So <laughs> at the very, uh, I will say this much, a lot of in-jokes were mentioned. I'm sad we couldn't all do it, but I had to do it with, with Alan and Sade. And as we went down the top of the, the, the main drop, I just yelled at the top of my lungs, I'm going to marry your dad, Ryan! And I, I, I made that noise. <laughs> yeah. Ah! <laughs> it's, Alan has a very distinct noise he makes on thrill rides. That's how I knew it wasn't Alan screaming on the Haunted Mansion. That's right, everyone. Alan is a screamer. <laughs> he also knew it wasn't scre- I wasn't screaming on the Haunted Mansion because I was blowing him. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's what, what that was. What happened? Okay. When oh. when Alan goes down a a big uh, hill, he sounds like Japanese porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Are we gonna read this this story? Are we? Delay- God damn it! We I just- guess I guess we have to. Are we just delaying the inevitable? I almost don't remember what happened because we were all kind of drunk when we read uh, Dumb Pi- Angel. Pirate bullshit. Oh yeah, a pirate ship blew up. Um, also, uh, 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 new officer Newport got promoted. Good for yeah, him. If you're listening to this and this is like a week after dumb angel part one went up, you know, much more what happened in the story than we do. Yeah. <laughs> like significantly. So <laughs> we, um, you know, I always think about, what happens to people who are listening to this podcast for the first time? Are we alienating people who are coming in for the first time? I want to urge people, any first-time listeners, hello, welcome to Undercooked Analysis. This is not a good place to start. Jump back a couple episodes, and maybe you'll understand what's going on. But also, thank you for coming to listen. Uh, we're all maybe insane. Ju- maybe just go to Happy Happy Part 1. Yeah, start there yeah. and work your way back here. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. But uh, I guess uh, we can't delay. I, 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 as much as I want to just talk about the magical fun times and also why, tell you what, if we get to the end of this and we survive, I promise I'll tell you why uh, Adventures Through Inner Space was a better blow uh, blowjob ride than the Haunted Mansion. Okay. Okay. Um, I do want to reiterate a point I was starting to make uh, during part one of this. Uh, in what way is a life-size replica of a pirate ship, not just a pirate ship. <laughs> Does it have to be in water to be a pirate ship? Because I don't think it was I, in water. I guess it could be made out of not seaworthy materials. I mean, I guess. The entire thing is made out of Crayola model magic. <laughs> Are you kidding? That shit's super seaworthy. Don't quote me on that, though. Don't. <laughs> if you go out in a Crayola model magic boat and it falls apart, don't sue me. Warning. David King, not a professional boat maker. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you die after building a boat, 
Out of Crayola Model Magic. <laughs> he cannot be held responsible. Oh my god. Guys, it's August 21st, 2012. No, it's Today, August 15th, 2017. Today, I was emailed, Danny Returns. Danny Returns starts out with a young adult man sitting on a bench in a playground. He turns to the camera and says, Hello, everyone. My name is Danny, which some viewers might recognize me as the brother of Miranda and the son of June in season two. I have returned to the old playground to kill Happy Ampy for what he has done to my life and my family. It goes into a flashback where Danny explains how Happy Ampy permanently ruined his life and how he wants to play his dead family member. Uh, he wants to pay his dead family members back. I owe my dead family a lot of money. I have to play this part so I can get the money to pay them back. I love how everybody's so encyclopedic. You remember me as the son of these two characters from season two. <laughs> well, you have to be reminded because you'll forget otherwise. Yeah, we. I've totally... This mythos goes right over my head. I'm pretty sure people who listen to this I will remember more than we do at this point. Of things that happened before. Well, Alan has listened to the podcast the most, listened back to it the most, and That's... so he remembers this shit, and then us two, we just forget it. Yeah, we do. We have, I mean, Alan Alan is the, uh, Alan is the lore keeper, of, the official lore keeper of Undercooked Analysis, really. Uh, by the way, uh, I don't think we pointed this out on air. Uh, I just want to point out that back at the old Creepypasta Archives version of Happy Happy... Yeah. Um, here's how the story ends now. This is the last sentence of it now. I looked down, and Shaquille O'Neal's bald head popped out of my urethra. <laughs> Kobe! We've done something magical here on Undercooked Notes. We sure have. Uh, do we want to do that thing where we each read an entire entry, or do we want to just switch off at paragraphs? Because I remember we were doing... We were doing. We were each taking a, a uh, journal and a blog post before. I don't care either way. Okay. I'll keep going if you guys want me to. Uh, I mean, I guess keep going. Okay. He sees a kid playing in the sand pit and gasps at the fact that Happy Happy is coming near him. Danny distracts the kid from Happy Happy by throwing a dollar <laughs> outside the sand pit, and he gets out of the sand pit to get the dollar. The kid proceeds to buy ice cream from a vendor. Happy notices the uh, the man who says, Why did you do that? That was only trying to help him. Danny says, Last time you helped children, you died uh, because of me. Happy gives him a sly look and says, Ah, it's you. It's been a long time, Danny. Tell me. What happened to you after I died? I grew up. That's it. That's it. Uh, Happy says... Uh, Danny says, Would you really think I would tell you that? Happy brings a red-hot fire poker and says, <laughs> Yes, and stabs Danny in the arm. Danny screams in pain and clutches his shoulder. Happy starts stabbing Danny repeatedly and cuts to a police officer watching Happy Happy stab Danny. He spits out his coffee <laughs> and turns on the siren. Happy looks to the side, says, damn, 
and cheerfully adds, You're lucky you're still alive, Danny. If it wasn't for the police, I would have had my way. Danny, uh, Happy runs to his van and drives off, with the police car chasing him. It cuts to Happy on the freeway on his van with the subtitle, One Hour one hour later, present. <laughs> um, he's on his van? He's on his van. So he's riding on top of the van with like a brick on the ignition? Not on the ignition, on he, the uh, gas? He's ghost riding the whip. Yes. I would like to point out the small, the small uh, detail that Happy, in the park, had a red-hot fire poker. <laughs> he pulled just out- on him. Happy pulled it out of a hammer space, clearly. I, I'm, I guess. I don't know why he didn't have time to kill Danny, but um, inside the van actually looked normal for once. There was no blood, organs, paintings of roses or knives or saws. <laughs> what? You know, just yeah. paintings of, of knives, saws, roses, those, uh, those kinds of things. As the lore master, the, the rose of blood and bone. Yeah. Um, I wonder why it's clean this time. Uh, Happy goes to his house, but notices smoke coming from where his house was. His fat house was apparently not fireproof. Apparently not. The Jerusalem's ultimate revenge was switching his house with a not fireproof one while he was away. Well, I guess the question is, can a fireproof house still be smoke? It's not it smokeproof. Retar- it's not smoke-proof. Yeah, it's not, it's not smoke retardant. Mm-hmm. So you can still smoke people out. Yeah. Um, worried, he parks his car and notices that his house was burned down. Huh? Happy is infuriated and finds a note on the ground saying that Danny set his house on fire in revenge for what Happy did to him. Happy finally snaps <laughs> and runs to his van, drive, mm, burp, driving to off to the playground. The episode ends with no music over the credits and went to the promo for the new episode a day in the a day at the tracks so anyone listening uh keep count i'm hoping it's a lot how much information in the happy happy universe is passed on through found notes (laughs) (laughs) uh um it's starting to dawn on me that if we keep the same order we've got now uh Brandon's going to keep getting stuck with the really, really long, um, uh, if tell you what, if you run, if you run into a one paragraph entry, just read the next one too. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I should solve the problem. Happy announced over the radio that the grand race for charities will happen and that kids are only allowed to race. It shows children lining up to race in Ron Raisin's grand race. That is the most folksy-sounding thing ever. (laughs) It looks innocent enough, at least uh, until the very last second, where it zooms in out over the race. Two things are notable. First, the kids... First off, the kids seem to be lining up at what looks like an abandoned train track. Secondly, Forensic is barely seen uh, handing out flyers for the race. (laughs) What? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) So so this this monster is handing out flyers. That's amazing. Forensic in his gas mask and Lakers jersey, just like, hey, kids, 
Come on. I get... Come come to the race. <laughs> I can't do a Shaq impression. Uh, I could. Oh, come out. Come out to the race. <laughs> <laughs> um. Kobe. Kobe. Uh. Shall I take the next one, or do you want to take it, Alan? I got this. Alrighty, you get August 25th and August 26th. Okay, August 25th, 2012. Remember when I talked about how I ran over Frederick a few days ago? (laughs) Yeah, now I do. Well, I guess that didn't kill him. (laughs) I love when Jarrah's symptoms are actually used in their proper origin point. I guess that didn't kill him because I read a news report about him being arrested. The episodes I'm watching were probably made before he got arrested. Knowing Frederick, I doubt this means the end of his legacy. (laughs) Oh, God. August 26th, 2012. We're going to gloss over the fact, the police are going to gloss over the fact that I committed vehicular manslaughter. Attempted it, at least. I bought a DVD off of eBay entitled Rare Happy Happy Missing Uh, Scenes. (laughs) uh. Which was, obviously, missing scenes from the show. (laughs) Each deleted scene was not only in VHS quality, but also looked cheaper than the aired noggin version. Here are the deleted scenes on the DVD. Hurt Happy. Happy breaks his stick, as usual, but instead of saying him saying, Oh no, I hurt my stick in the original version, it's much more unnerving, with Happy yelling and screaming more. <laughs> Nate needs help. Happy uses the knife that Nate cut himself with to stab a bully in the head. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Who was picking on a group of eight-year-olds. I just picture him stabbing the bully from Cool Cat Saves the Kids. I can't wait for 9-11. I can't wait for... The Towers! The Towers. The Towers. (laughs) The kid who was crushed under the rubble. Again, reminding everyone listening. The rubble of September 11th. is shown for a lot longer, around five minutes, and eventually the scene ends with him passing out due to the thick air. Uh Happy in space. Okay, I don't remember that one. Happy returns to Earth and writes a book about his experiences on the shuttle and the ISS. What? Frederick is shown for the first time on the show, congratulating Happy Happy for being the first apple in space. (laughs) (laughs) Hospital doctor. The nurse calls the police on Happy, but is shot in the back of the head by Frederick, who happens to see this. Happy's parlor. A clay banana puppet is kidnapped and killed on screen. (laughs) After this, Happy walks back in with a yellow ice cream cone and takes a bite out of it. I like to eat, eat, eat nothing but bananas. These scenes are very interesting. (laughs) Mm. 
<laughs> as for the out of place deleted scenes and hurt happy and Nate needs help, I can safely assume they were created by Frederick and not by the original cast. You just went back and redid them? Sure. Oh, oh God. I'm, something even more unhinged needs to happen sooner. I'm going to blow my brains out. August 27, 2012. Today I watched A Day at the Tracks. It begins with Happy Appy saying, Hey kids, your old pal, Happy Appy, is going to host a race tomorrow. It cuts to Happy near a mountainside, setting up various decor for the race. He says that the race is for kids only and costs a dollar to get in. After that, Frederick walks in and says, Hello there, Happy, did you miss me? I sure missed you. Anyways, did you want me to hand out flyers for this race? Happy agrees, and Frederick is seen giving people flyers for two minutes. He has various techniques to get people to join the race. Frederick staples flyers at telephone poles, hands out flyers on the streets, and puts the flyers in people's mailboxes. Interestingly, some of the shots have Frederick's, ba Frederick's badly green-screened on black-and-white 1960s footage. Okay. Um. Um. All right, so I think now is as good a time as any to bring up uh, why aren't you uploading these actual episodes to YouTube? Yeah. I mean, like, I know that, that like, after a while we kind of get numbed to all the bullshit, <laughs> but, like, why? Um, Dronian, if you're out there and you're listening to this, A, uh, come be on our show. We really want to talk to you because, like, no joke, we think you're a goddamn champion. And B, um, make these. Make these real. Put him on YouTube. We want to see him. <laughs> we'll hell. We'll even play parts in it. Al Alan can be Frederick. I sure we're, can. <laughs> we're proud to announce the Ugahaku Kickstarter. <laughs> First off, we need one dollar for apples. Gonna need so many. Actually, if you want to see good happy happy footage, there's that one kid who did the happy happy. Uh, videos. We talked about them before. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. It cuts to a day later where a few kids come to Happy Happy's race. They get dressed in racing outfits and stand on the starting line. Happy Happy is seen in a dressing room getting dressed in a mascot costume. He says, I'm dressing up as Ron Raisin so the kids won't realize that I'm hosting it. After that, more kids come to join Happy's race. A raisin puppet walks up to his stand and checks the microphone and says, and after that, he says, Welcome, welcome to Ron Raisin's Grand Race. Make sure you grab a map and a bottle of water for this race. It will be, a, it will be long, but rewarding. The children go to, a stand, uh, go to a stand run by a man who looks like Marvin Payton, and they take a bottle of water and a map. Marvin Payton? Marvin Payton? I got nothing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, buy a go water bottle map each. After that, Ron says, Now, whoever is in first place in the race will get a prize of $1,000. The second place winner will get $500. Third place gets $250. And everyone else will get 10 bucks. The kids cheer. And Ron says, On your mark, get set, go. And the kids run down the tracks. A bunch of stock footage of kids running and or walking plays. When all the racers are gone, Ron unzips himself and Happy starts laughing insanely. After throwing the Ron Raisin costume to the side, Happy says, What the kids don't know is that at a certain point in the race, there will be a long, dark tunnel. 
My friend's followers will be in that tunnel, waiting to kill them all. If that doesn't stop them, the water will surely get them. He proceeds to walk off screen, but comes back and says, What? Did you expect me to have a train mow them down? <laughs> I mean, kinda. Um, oh, oh man, Happy's drugged water. Didn't we, didn't, <laughs> didn't we get some of that in the forensic journals? Yes, <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> it kind of blurs together where everything is happening in these stories. Yeah. I, uh, I also wanted to point out that this played into my theory. I had that big, long-winded, happy, happy theory, if anyone remembers it. Uh, I don't know if we ever talked about it on air, but we talked about it after we finished reading the first Happy Happy, actually. That, like, Happy Happy was meant to, like, brainwash people into joining Forensic, and that's why there's so many goddamn Forensics. It's people who've been brainwashed by the show. <laughs> that's probably true. Forensic is not a forensic is not a person; it's a mantle. Yeah, like Batman. <laughs> forensic man, Shackman. Shack do, you remember, man. do you remember that time that the forensic became a, a yellow lantern? <laughs> I sure do, buddy. Yeah, but then red lan- <laughs> but then red lantern forensic stole it. It was no, it was orange lantern forensic, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, or- orange orange lantern. Thank you. See, yeah. I-, I corrected. I course corrected. Do you remember that time that um, CM Punk became forensic, but then he uh, <laughs> left the company? <laughs> so, th- so they had, so they had a championship uh, uh, set up where they were going to find out who the new forensic is, and then CM Punk forensic came back, <laughs> and everyone cheered that forensic. <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments in the history of world wrestling forensic. <laughs> The WWE. He, he, he dropped that. Uh, he dropped that forensic bomb. Yes. <laughs> it, was just, it was. It was a literal pipe bomb. <laughs> <laughs> a ghost. No dusty. Anyway. It's, no gusty. It's forensic. <laughs> More stock footage oh. of people running is seen, with around a quarter of it being teenagers and adults running. After this, the children go into an old abandoned tunnel in a still shot. After a minute, some children start screaming, and the cutting of flesh is barely heard. Suddenly, the scene goes absolutely batshit insane. Kids are screaming at various unknown people. Kids are screaming as various unknown people are killing them. Some cry for their parents, and others try to push whoever is killing them away. And let's not forget that there were the noises. And dear God, the noises were the worst part. Ra- ranging from knives cutting flesh to organs being violently ripped out to blood being spilt on a rocky dirt floor. After minutes, though, the screams and murderous noises fall silent. It goes to the other end, where one kid is seen running away from the tunnel, screaming and crying. As he gets closer to the camera, it's clear that the kid has obtained a few cut marks and bloodstains on his body. He runs to the finish line, where Ron says, Well done, you run the race, and for that, you get your $1,000, but you look very injured. So how about I patch you up first before you take the money? The kid nods, and Ron slowly takes him to a large shack with a rusty sign that says, Happy Happy Clinic. (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Guys, I could really use, like, a handful of Ritalin to help me concentrate here. Yeah, this is, um... (laughs) Is there really any point to actually finishing Dumb Angel? Yes. Yes. (sighs) This will be those guys. (laughs) After a few moments, though, the kid is seen screaming again. Happy Happy begins to kill him, and the credits play. 
The song was an obnoxious snare and nothing more. The promo for the next episode was weird, to say the least. It was called Happy Makes a Movie and began with Happy saying, Hey kids, I'm making a movie. Happy begins to make a treehouse and a follower slicing someone's throat. Happy playing the bongos, singing a song in German, and and a zoom in... And a zoom in of a fake propaganda poster with Napoleon the fourth Napoleon fourteen in it. There you go. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I, I. What, what I do they mean? What do they mean by fake propaganda poster? I don't know. Uh, Heil Napoleon the fourteenth. Are they thinking like a 1930s American propaganda poster, but for Napoleon the Fourteenth? I mean, I guess. Oh God! I could just use a a large caramel macchiato just laced with Ritalin right now. <laughs> well, I I hope you can power through on sheer will alone because it's your turn. August twenty eighth, twenty twelve. Apparently, there was a deleted scene from. A Day at the Tracks, that could be the beginning of Happy Makes a Movie. After the scene where Happy kills the winner of the race, he exits the shack with all the money he planned to give to the winning uh, children. Happy goes to a movie director, who was obviously a child, and puts the money on his desk. (laughs) Happy Happy tells him he wants him to direct... uh, He wants the director to help him create a horror movie. The director thinks about it, and asks where the script is. Happy does his death smile and proceeds to murder him off screen. After this, Happy exits the room carrying wagons full of money bags. Oh my god. I don't know why F- Frederick deleted the scene. Why, yeah, why would it delete that scene? Maybe it made the episode too long, or maybe he liked the episode, uh, how the episode ended. For he's a very sick fuck. <laughs> for he's a very sick fuck for he's, for a, he's very a very sick, very fuck. sick fuck for he's a very sick fuck and so say all of us uh keep going hop along <sighs> dead pal keep going oh you want me to do August 31st, 2012, Jim Forrester just emailed me three things that he just found that are related to Happy Happy and or Frederick Gorgot. I, um, a few days back, he called the Tsunami Hotline in episode four sometime during the only time I called it. And when I got Happy the Pirate, the line must have gone out of service since he heard the your call could not be completed recording what uh did did i read that right you did however according to jim the quality of the recording was so distorted that it sounded like an irishman was dying (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what's metaphor what's literal anymore jesus christ (laughs) oh the take of my lucky charms oh all my hibbity bibbles. Oh, <laughs> the second thing he found was that a man was killed by a van in a hit and run 
in Corpus Christi, Texas. It doesn't sound noteworthy unless it involves an employee or Frederick. Unless it involved an employee or Frederick. An employee of what? An employee of Happy Happy, like the studio of Nickelodeon. But there was... There were three facts about this murder that I felt it needed to be mentioned in the blog. The first fact was that the man was Nate from Nate Needs Help. It definitely sure? was Nate! It definitely was Nate. How, how do I know this? Oh my god. Oh my god. How do I know this? When Nate was killed... He was five days after. He was five days after turning twenty. Yep. Good God. Which means Nate was around six when he starred in Happy Happy. The new article had a photo that showed him on his sixth birthday. He looked almost exactly like he did in Nate Needs Help. The second fact was that also on the news article was a picture of the van taken a minute before it ran over Nate. It showed the unknown assailant going into the van, which looks exactly like Happy's van. It's the same color, has the same window tints, and even has a the license plate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Has the license plate. H-P-Y. A-P-Y. Oh, no. Happy, happy. The third and last fact was that Nate was killed a day before I got the email with the Pir- Happy the Pirate. The last thing was that the girl who played Abigail is one of the few season two casts to survive throughout the years since she had sent Jim a letter confirming she's still alive. A cast of thousands. My God, it's like Game of Thrones. Including people dying, but not dying forever. Yep. Very much including that. Oh, no. I can't believe it was definitely Nate, guys. (laughs) 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 But it wasn't Um... Kevin. It wasn't Kevin. It could be Kevin, but it was definitely Nate. <laughs> oh, God. September 3rd, 2012. Wake me up when September ends. Wake me up for September 11th. Oh, yeah, we're getting close. God damn it. Today, I was sent the episode, Happy Makes a Move. Before I tell you about the episode, however, I'd like to mention that along with the episode, They're Coming to Take Me Away, haha, was included with the download. It was the same, slightly distorted version from Happy the Pirate, but in full length. In this version, <clears throat> the background noise was much more noticeable, and the sirens sound much different from the more popular version. It's as if this was a rough draft of the song, which, if so, I wonder how it was obtained. Could it be <laughs> Frederick Gargat's uh, fucking time travel powers that we haven't explained? 
Knowing how obsessed Frederick is, I wouldn't be surprised that he stole it from a vault, or even from the original person who created the song. Or again, perhaps he traveled in fucking time. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that's the case. Uh, the episode begins with Happy Happy. Nothing surprises me anymore. The episode begins with Happy Happy at an animated movie studio. Some clay fruit puppets are in the background, setting up what appears to be a horror movie set. Happy turns to the camera and says, Hello, children! Your old pal Happy Happy is making a movie today! It will be called Children of Disease! (laughs) I I used to play bass for Children of Disease. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Guys, I, I I need a moment. This is... The being destroyed. I need I need emotional support. Me, Kayla. What, my love? Kayla. What? Uh. That bad? Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Okay. Let me know yeah, if you're wor- gonna. Let me know if you're gonna go to bed or something. Okay, because. <laughs> any excuse for you to get away. Any from- excuse for you to get away, so I can come tuck you in or whatever. Alright, I, I probably won't go to bed for a while, so... Yeah, please don't. I'm hoping we can get through this so I can spend some time with you, because this is destroying my life! <laughs> he goes on about the plot. Mm-hmm. Well, An I'm insane... you to it. <laughs> Bye, Kayla. <laughs> Run! Run! <laughs> well, Guys, let's, I... let's, let's do one part of Dumb Angel tonight, because Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. this is difficult. Yeah. I, we can it do... Is... We can always reconvene when we've recovered. Let's keep going. An insane man goes around killing children that have been deemed as a disease by the killer. It must have been inspired by Frederick. He films the first scene where a news person talks about a serial killer who murders children. After that, (laughs) Happy begins to film the first murder scene. He tells everyone but the kid who would be in the scene to go away. Even though he said it very suspiciously, the crew members, comma, who are, comma, of course, comma, children, comma, leave the studio. (laughs) Happy talks to the kid, comma, whose name was Andrew, comma, about he's going to be a star in a very popular movie. Andrew is seen walking in a forest set, wielding a flashlight. All of a sudden, Frederick jumps from the side and stabs the kid. What uh. followed was what followed was another snuff film scene, but this time it was thankfully quick at almost two minutes. <laughs> oh God. After that, Happy turns to the camera, blood on his face, and gives a death smile for a minute. Blood on his face, a big disgrace. Kicking your can all over the place. We will, we will. Roused hour. Before he tells the crew to come back in, the crew walks in and Happy is shown cleaning up the bloodstains of the kid. When a crewman asks what happened, Happy says, Oh, I'm just cleaning up the remains of the blood pack. He sighs in relief and more normal scenes are shown being filmed. But they were put in a one-minute, thirty-second montage. In one scene, Happy builds a treehouse set and put in the Napoleon Fourteenth poster. Eventually, it was time for the second murder scene. 
Pappy told the crew to go away, and they did. But one of them hid and watched what happened. The following scenes were seen from the point of view of the crewman. Happy Happy begins to film the scene, and Frederick is barely seen murdering a kid. <laughs> I like that we're getting so much detail and so little at the, the same, same time. time. It's, it's kind of a miracle. Just... Happy Happy begins to film the scene, and Frederick is barely seen murdering a kid, which is more bearable than the first murder. How? After a minute, though, it zooms into Frederick, and you can see the murder in more detail. Plus, it's longer than the first one, at four minutes. I love all these arbitrary times he's assigning to everything. I let, we get you, focused you know, on... He, would, he wouldn't have to, like, denote all of these different times if he just uploaded the fucking footage. Right. After that... The crewman gasps, and Happy says, I hear you! Oh, God. It's a living. Jesus Christ. Uh, it cuts to the outside of the studio, where the crew members are discussing how Happy Happy could be mentally unstable. <laughs> this <laughs> guy, he just, he just keeps murdering all these people. I don't know that he's above board. Happy argues with the crewman for a minute, and like the scene in Happy the Pirate with the Bully, the crewman gets killed by Happy Happy. But this time, Frederick helps kill the crewman. It occasionally... he's, just like, he's just like, see, I think he's mentally unstable. He keeps, look, look, he's killing me right now. <laughs> he's stabbing me in the gut. <laughs> it occasionally showed the reactions of the other crew members, ranging from curiousness... What?! <laughs> <laughs> to horrify it and even a smug look <laughs> look at this fuck look at this fuck getting murdered well Fucking, more room he for thinks us. he's so great I'm gonna so take great his getting murdered told you I fucking told you ate my goddamn sandwich out of the fucking production for fridge Terry I'd tell the boss and boss would stab the shit out of you <laughs> <laughs> after a minute Happy Happy tells the crew to come back in. They do as he says, and the first thing they see is Happy with his back turned to them. One of the crew women says, What happened, Happy? Um, Happy slowly turns around with an insane appearance. Slowly his right I turn, eye... breath by breath, inch by inch, I crept upon him. Sorry, go ahead. That's fine. His right eye was twitching slowly. There was blood on Happy's teeth. He had rapid breathing. His palms were sweaty, knees weak, arms, <laughs> arms were heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already, mom's spaghetti. And held a knife in his left hand. The employees were creeped out at Happy's appearance. When one employee said, Happy, Happy, are you okay? <laughs> Happy said in a high-pitched, stuttering voice, I'm fine, my f f friends. Just c c come over here. And I'll show you a couple of changes to the script I made. After that, multiple forensics lock the doors to the studios, and it cuts to the outside of the studio, where the crew scream as the forensics murder them. You know what? If forensics a time traveler, he could just be working with himself from across different points of, in time. Is forensic True. tracer? Fuck you, game theory. <laughs> Cheers, love. Cowboys here. 
<sighs> okay. Okay. It was a little gorier than the scene from A Day at the Tracks. Various sickening sounds could be heard, like the insane laughter of the forensics and Happy Happy, the cutting of flesh and various body parts falling to a cold concrete floor, as well as someone's head hitting said floor, horrified screams that turn into gurgles, and the employees struggling to get away and unlock the doors. After that scene, it went to the credits, which were surprisingly normal. That is, until it got to the preview for the next episode, Happy's Hotel. Dun, 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 Happy's Hotel. It starts out with Happy Happy in a hotel lobby, putting up various pieces of furniture. He turns to the camera and says, I'm going to own a hotel today. (laughs) (laughs) He's He's an apple of many talents, our Happy. And he said, after the party, it's the after party, and after the after party, it's the hotel lobby. <laughs> the rest of the promo shows children sleeping in a room with a big, sh- with a big fucking talk, <laughs> with a big shadow. Keep going. Looming, looming over them. The end of the promo said that it would be released on the seventeenth meaning that I have to wait two weeks before I see this episode. I hope that it isn't as gory as the early epi- earlier episodes. Knowing the followers, though... Jerusalem, you got to get your priorities straight, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh... Excuse me. What? Did someone drop? Yeah. No! Call. Shit. So, um, everyone, it would appear that Dead Palette's internet has been destroyed. I think he's being murdered by the followers. Well, that's the excuse he's using, at the very least. Well, um, why don't I go ahead and pause this for now, and if he gets his internet back in time, we can pick up where we left off? Sounds good. Cool. And in the meantime... Here's a promo for another show on the Benview Network, because that's what you all want to hear. Play it for me, future David. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. And that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. Okay, I think I think we succeeded. I think we got I... Brandon's internet back. Uh, Brandon, are you there? Yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I think Forensic cut out my internet. What a bitch. <laughs> For a whole two weeks. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, a lot's happened uh, since since you were gone. Um, it, it it's kind of hard to describe. Uh, I, I mean, 
is it even pertinent that we just kind of pick up where we left off as if nothing happened? Because, I mean... Since you've been gone! <laughs> God damn it. So much has happened. I mean, I'm... I've... I can't I can't remember. Did I, did I declare my intention to buy Splatoon 2 and a Switch? Uh, I think you had. I believe you have. If not, it might be wise to reiterate that. I'm going to buy a Switch in Splatoon 2. That sounds good. In a bundle on September 8th, but yeah, I have you... to go to, into a Walmart. Ew. Yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe while yeah. you're there, you should play the $20 game to make yourself feel better. <laughs> yes. But, uh, <laughs> so that happened. Okay. And, yeah, lots changed in these two weeks. Yeah, you your desire to get a Switch in Splatoon. A Switch in Placenta? Guys, I, I in, in the in the interim two weeks, I really got into placenta, just rubbing it all over myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, they're not. You look, look, the people who own them aren't using them anymore. You might as well. I know we weren't supposed to do a cold open for this episode, but did I ever tell you guys about the time I ate placenta? <laughs> <laughs> How was it prepared? Is my question. Uh, it was fried. <laughs> okay. How, how was it? Um, well, the story was uh, <laughs> I used I used to work at a pizza place, and one of the man one of the other managers was a real hippie dude, and uh, his wife had a baby, and I was invited to a, we just had a baby party, and I was late to the party, so I missed the explanation of what the snack was. <laughs> <laughs> So I ate some, and as I was eating it, I was informed it was placenta. <laughs> um, what so was, yeah. what was this your is meat? why you don't just put stuff in your mouth, man. <laughs> Did you ever see that looked, PSA from looked... Canada? Don't you put it in your mouth, don't you stuff it in your face. Yes, I'm terrified of puppets, and I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. How, how? But how was it? Uh, chewy. Okay. <laughs> it's good for you, isn't it? Like, it's got a lot of protein. Sure! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god, I can't believe we have to keep... September 5th, 2012. Go ahead. I was, I was right. Frederick broke out. The newspaper came today, and it read that several criminals have escaped, and citizens must stay inside until they have either been captured or killed. I'm not letting <laughs> that bastard frighten me, so I'll go outside like I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> Here I was thinking the whole time that Jerusalem just lived in his basement, in you know, his fireproof house, and watched, did nothing but collect happy, happy uh, memorabilia. I like to think that they all escaped. And they all and they they had the bombs on their necks and they were some kind of suicide squad. September seventh, <laughs> two thousand twelve. I had another meet with the followers again. This time, however, it happened at my house. It started when I was watching some funny YouTube videos and talking to my brother over Skype about twelve in the night. Vladimir was going to come over tomorrow. Oh, shit. But he got really sick. 
So he had to delay the flight for a week. Who's Vladimir? Gerasim's brother. Mm. Okay. <laughs> is is Gerasim's last name Putin? No, it's, it's Yakovlev. Yeah, it's Yakov Smirnov. Mm. As soon as I stopped talking to him, I heard one of my kitchen windows being opened. I grabbed a flashlight and a gun and walked into the <clears throat> into where I thought the noise came from. I reached the kitchen windows and saw that an, that the center one was open for whatever reason. I feel like whatever reason for whatever reason needs to be a new uh, Jera symptom. This has come up so often. For whatever reason, what is that reason? Well, um, I grabbed the uh, the bottom pane and shut it. And as I was doing this, I saw a member of the followers standing in my dining room. That's a weird way to phrase that. Yeah. Wouldn't uh... you just say one of the followers? Yeah, I saw a follower standing in the dining room. That yeah. totally works. Uh, I grabbed the light and shined it on the follower at the follower's face. I saw that he was wearing the forensic mask and not the odd baby one. What? 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 Not the odd baby one. <laughs> Jim Henson's Shaquille babies. Hashtag not the odd baby one. Oh, I jumped back a bit and yelled, who the fuck are you? I coughed for, he coughed for a bit and said in a deadpan muffled voice, hello, Jerison. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it, dude. (laughs) I am Tordal Hill back quirk. Old time follower of Frederick Gorga. You can call me Tord for short. Wow. <laughs> Tord, Tord Hilbach. That is something else. Tord Hilbach Quark. I used to play bass for Tord Hilbach Quark. Oh, another thing that happened in the in the interim two weeks. I started watching a bunch of like Star Trek Next Generation for no reason. Oh yeah. I have I have never watched Star Trek in my life and then I just decided I'm like, you know what I want? Space politics. I'm in the mood for space politics. Enough of your games, Q. How watch, do you I feel watched about... some shit with Q. <laughs> what? I watched some shit with Q. Q is great. Uh, uh anyhow. I... Uh, anyway, I said, why are you here? He chuckled, coughed some more, and replied, I'm here to warn you about your fate if you keep researching Happy Happy. I sighed and asked, let me guess, you're going to kill me if I delve deeper into the show. I've played this game a few times before, and I was winning all of them. <laughs> I was Charlie Sheen, winning. David brings up dead memes. Oof. Ooh, that's 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 an old meme. Yeah, I, uh, I literally like found its desiccated skull sitting in my room. So be careful with that joke; it's an antique. <laughs> <laughs> Torrid coughed some more before glaring at me. He muttered, 
Well done. You're right for once in your life, Jerusalem. But it's not exactly going to be like that. You see, if you keep researching the show, you're, we're going to slice you up. I laughed at what he said. He flew into a rage and screamed, Do you think this is a joke, you Russian piece of shit? I decided to respect him. I decided to respect him and stop laughing. <laughs> Telling himself to calm down, Toyd calmly replied, Ah, oh, okay. I apologize for that. How <laughs> Breaking into your house and apologizing for the outburst. Have you guys ever seen Hell Comes to Frogtown? No. Oh, yes, I have. Thank you, Alan. I, oh, oh, man. My, this is why god. we're friends. Oh, my God. Are you? Am I the only one who thinks of Bull, of, uh, of Bull the Frog when this comes up? Like, the, his, the amount of like his calmness and then his just screaming things? I... I love that movie so much. <laughs> Shut you hole! <laughs> you see... Uh, what? Brandon, all you need to know is that it's a post-apocalyptic movie about the last man with a functioning penis on Earth, and that man is Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> mm. It's, mm. it's well worth your time. Anything involving Rowdy Roddy Piper and his half-black face is worth my time. <laughs> now, if you want, if you want some some quality, uh, not at all racially insensitive photos, Google Rowdy Roddy Piper blackface. <laughs> you see, we're going, <laughs> we're going to grab you by hey, hair <laughs> I, have an idea, I have an idea for an episode graphic. <laughs> You're gonna be the death of me. Is that is that episode graphic going to be Shaquille O'Neal in blackface? Fuck. Uh, you see, we're going to grab you by the hair one day and knock you out like Happy Happy did to that boy in the happy in Happy Parlor, Happy's Parlor. We'll drag you back to where. We're hiding, which I will not tell you, and will torture you in the most natural way possible. Oh, wow. Slowly, that is. That's natural, children. (laughs) He chuckled (laughs) and turned into a boisterous, uh, which turned into a boisterous madman cackle. After a lot of laughing, Toyd, Toyd calmed down and said, We'll chop off your hands and feed them to your dogs. Your feet will be no more as we cut them off with a jigsaw. Your nose and eyes will be burnt with a blowtorch. He's like just giving this ridiculous monologue just standing there. It's amazing. It's kind of like an anime fight where they're like posing off. It's like, here is my strategy. Oh, we'll rip out your hair and teeth violently. That's great. Are you just gonna are you just gonna sit here and keep quoting DMX lyrics at me? <laughs> arr, arr. Uh, causing you causing you to bleed from your scalp. After you die, which you'll you which you probably will at this stage, because you're very weak. <laughs> we're going to dispose of your body with 
the good old hung, drawn, and quartered method. What? That's not disposing of the body at all. <laughs> it's just tearing it into parts. After that, we'll pin your body to the most visited building in of Aberdeen. <laughs> Aberdeen. Yeah. That's right, he's in Aberdeen, Washington. That's right. Hometown of Daniel Bryan. Uh, Future David, do not put Flight of the Valkyries in here. Uh, At this point, I was frightened and disturbed at the same time. Toyd continued talking, to keep talking. After that, we'll mail some of your body parts to your family. Oh my god. And oh, your brother, once he comes over and visits your grave, we'll do the same to him, but probably worse. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I thought his body parts were nailed all over the most visited buildings of Aberdeen. How would they be then mailed to the family? Would they go gather them? (laughs) It's like, they'll they'll nail them up to the most visited buildings of Aberdeen for like a minute and be like, all right, I think we said we needed to... It's like a... (laughs) Guys, it's like a body part flash mob. (laughs) <laughs> it sure is. Um, oh, guys, Toyd is that how we're pronouncing Toyd? 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 Torbjord. Toyd is my new favorite character. Yeah, he's pretty great. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Oh God. So, so you know how there's Scooby Doo, and everyone loves Scooby Doo, and they love the gang, and then Scrappy Doo shows up, and everyone gets super mad at Scrappy Doo. Uh huh. He just gets X pockied. Yeah. For the same reason that everyone hates Scrappy Doo is exactly why I love Toyd. For me. <laughs> he he is he has all the qualities of of a Scrappy Doo character, and that makes him the best character. Uh, He did his laugh routine once more before being thrown into a coughing fit. Once he calmed down, he finally said, so he keeps calming down? Now, listen to my deal. Do not research Happy Happy anymore and we will forget you never found the show in the first place. Got that? Well, do you? I sighed again and shot him in the chest. (laughs) Jerison, does not fuck around. <laughs> oh, guys, we stopped at the wrong place last time. We didn't mean to stop. The followers cut Brandon's internet. Yeah. We were all like, uh, listeners, we were kind of all not feeling it. I don't know what was up, but holy shit, did this take a turn. <laughs> Where does all the magic go? Well, that's that's what this game, this this uh, story, this mythos always does. It lulls you into a false sense of security and then hits you with some insane bullshit. <laughs> that's a technique. Yeah. He fell over, screaming and laughing in pain. I walked up to him, like, what up, I got a big cock. I walked up to him and said, no, I, <laughs> I won't stop researching Happy Happy. <laughs> when you and your brothers do shit like this, I want to research your show more, Torrid. So, listen to my deal. You guys will stop trying to kill me. You got that? 
Uh, he chuckled, coughed up some blood, and said, that's one shitty deal. <laughs> <laughs> when Frederick hears about this, he'll spend less time filming episodes and more time sending us after you, as well as killing children. <laughs> You've made a very bad mistake, and you're going to regret it. I promise it. After that, I grabbed my phone and called the police. The entire time, Toyd was mocking me, forcing me to tell him to shut up or else he'd be shot again. The police finally came and took Toyd away. And I spoke to Sergeant Newport about for about <laughs> 10 or 12 minutes about the followers. Oh, so I, I worked with him to stop them once and for all. There's only one problem. We don't know where they are. So until Toyd coughs up some evidence, it's a mystery to us. At the very least, I have some strong physical evidence to show Newport that Frederick and his followers do, in fact, exist. Dun, dun, dun. I just, uh... I just was really hoping after, you guys will stop trying to kill me. You got that? I looked down on the floor. Toyard was dead. <laughs> I, I, was talking, I was talking to a dead man. I shot him, point blank. Oh, man. Holy shit. <sighs> September. Are we, huh? are we shooting to finish 9-11 and then let's be let, done for the night? Let's, yeah. yeah, I think that's good. Let, let's, let's end on a high note. You know, 9-11. Yeah. Uh, September 10th. 2012. On the 9th, I got a call from Jim Forrester. He had read my post about the meeting with Toyd uh, Toyd Quirk and said that he was trying to find more facts about Happy Yappy that would help me find out where Frederick was hiding. He continued that I should go back to the Otis Lens Factory and the John Wilkinson Summer Camp to see if there were any pieces of evidence that would lead me to where Frederick is. Tomorrow, I'm going to go back to the Otis Lens Factory and see if I can find any more evidence. Soon after that, I will go to the summer camp and do the same thing. Okay, redundant, but all right. I barely remember these locations. I do remember the summer camp, but I barely remember the lens factory. Um, do, and, Alan, do you remember the lens factory? No. I'm assuming. <laughs> listeners, just... listeners, do you remember the lens factory? I thought it. Okay, uh, here's. Dronian, if you're listening, do you remember the lens factory? <laughs> Here's the thing about this story. We are reading Happy Happy 2 Dumb Angel, the true version, but previously we read the Creepypasta Archive, potentially edited as shit version. <laughs> um, and not edited well, edited by a bunch of people fucking around on the Creepypasta Archive. So yeah, yeah. we haven't read Happy Happy, the true vision, so... There may be shit in here that's a callback to stuff we haven't actually read, but I mean, it can't matter. <laughs> nah, it don't matter. None of this matters. Anyway. September 11th, 2012. Guys? Guys? I can't wait for 9-11. I can't, I can't wait, wait for 9-11. For 9/11. I can't wait for 9-11. Today... I went back to the Otis Lens factory. Before you ask, we weren't. I did find some evidence. I took the same road I had taken on August 17th to go get to the factory. Oh, okay. 
that's it. Well, it was, it was it was only August 17th when he went there, and we forgot about it completely. As I reached the old parking lot, I parked my car in the space that was closest to the double doors. The reason is that there was a follower there. I could get a, get to my car quicker and not have to run a, across the parking lot. Grabbing the flashlight and gun from my meet with Toyd, as well as a notebook and pen for when I did find any evidence, I went into the factory. Instantly, I saw that it wasn't the same as the first time I went there. Tristan Drew's dead body wasn't there, but the chairs were. Also, one of the large machines near the back was missing. As I left the room where I found Tristan, I found myself inside the room where the employees built the furniture. The conveyor belt was still there, as, as was some of the tools, but the room was empty otherwise. I went into the room right next to it. The conveyor belt continued, but since there were old, dirty cardboard boxes on the ground, I knew that this was the packaging room. The room next to it was where they shipped the furniture to various retailers. The belt finally stopped, and next to it, there was an intact box of furniture made by the factory. It was covered with dirt, but I dusted it off and found out that the box contained a chair. Uh, so, I know that we kind of look at these stories as just fun shits and giggles more than analysis. This is This is the thing that we do with fans just to have fun is read this stuff. But there's a little bit of analysis here. This is probably the strongest paragraph out of the story, <laughs> the one you just read, because mm. it's it's kind of like setting the scene and building a mood. Yeah, there's something approaching pacing for a change. Yeah, yeah, and and the pacing is always so slapdash that there's actually something here and it stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it's like oh, this is successful. <laughs> It's kind of throwing me for a loop. Um, I proceeded to open the box, but I did it away from me, if it was a trap made by Frederick or one of his followers. After dumping the contents, I found out that the box, anticlimactically, contained nothing more than the parts of a chair. I went back to the main room to see if I could find any evidence. To the right was a door leading to the offices of the owners of the factory. The door was locked, so I had to destroy the lock with the tools in the furniture assembly room. When I did... I had to go up a staircase before I reached the hallway where the owner's office was. There were two on the left side, while there were three on the right side. I chose the first office on the right. Travers Grayville's office. Because I was... <laughs> just just the most bullshit made-up fucking names. <laughs> because I was closer this, to it than the others. This, uh... This sounds like someone describing themselves playing like Silent Hill or Resident Evil. <laughs> sounds about right. I was I yeah. kind of I'm kind of eyes 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 um I'm kind of getting a uh, Barbie.avi vibe hmm. from these two I, I paragraphs. Can, I, can, I can see that. Okay, I'm getting a Travers Grayville.avi vibe from this last two <laughs> paragraphs. <laughs> um. Tra- Travers Grayville is the kind of name that Roger would come up with for one of his personas on American Dad. <laughs> God, I haven't thought, that, thought about American Dad in at least a decade. Uh, uh, that show that's infinitely superior to family. <laughs> it is. I, I really like me some, some American Dad. And if you guys out there are not going to ever try American Dad because you hate Family Guy, you are misguided. Because mm-hmm. uh, American Dad is so good. It, yeah, it's like way better. Yeah. 
Because the door to the o- oh sorry, I opened the door and looked inside. Because the door to the offices was locked, there were very few items missing inside. There was nothing in there that looked suspicious, so I closed the door. Heidi Elliott's office was the same, as was Kyler Cot- Cotterill's and Bryce Teal's. <laughs> These fucking made-up names, is, it's just so good. I like I like Heidi Elliott. I'm gonna name a character Heidi. I'm gonna go ahead and name a character Heidi Elliott sometime in the future in honor of this. Um, finally, I got to the office of Otis Lenz, the owner of the factory. As soon as I got into his room, I heard someone walking. I shined the flashlight to where I thought the noise came from and saw someone dressed in forensics clothing run towards the window. He was about to jump when he turned his head towards me and nodded. He jumped out of the window and landed on the roof of another building nearby. That's a hell of a jump. Knowing what a follower of Frederick was, knowing that a follower of Frederick was had messed with this room, I started looking around the room for any evidence. The first, hmm? I, I'm thinking that this is kind of this whole followers thing is borrowing from Dark Harvest, right? As like Dark Harvest was like delving into this stuff, I think timeline wise. Hmm. Is yeah, 2012. Yeah, I think that's about when Dark Harvest was like. Hey, we got cult stuff going on. I remember this, yeah. And uh, also, I, I totally thought that it was like a lens factory. Like a place where oh, they made no. lenses for glasses. For a second, I wondered if it was this was a reference to my friend Stacy, because her last name is Lens. But that's far-fetched and weird thought, David. Keep your mouth shut. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> you're you're doing the the getting high as uh as <laughs> they could tell you there's a character no. there's a character named Brian in this story and I thought they were talking about my friend Brian. It's <laughs> <laughs> the part where it, well, a, mo- a moment after I realize it, that frog from the movie appeared in my head, going "Shut your hole." <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> uh, the first, the damn first, it, damn it, David, I'm gonna wa- rewatch that movie now. Do it. I just rewatched it recently, which is why it's on my mind. It's, uh, the first place I checked was the bookcase near Otis's desk, since that was the easiest place to hide something. The books were all neatly placed together, albeit beginning to rot, until I got to the bottom row. There, I saw that a few books were sticking out from the rest. I took these books out and found a note. Unfolding it, I saw that the paper not only had two veteran followers of Frederick, Milton Barrett and Mervyn Payton, but... (laughs) (laughs) Wait! But it had a new one, Kit Niles. Kit Niles. (laughs) Kit Niles. Stuffing the note into my pocket, I checked Otis's desk for more evidence. I started with the smaller drawers and worked my way up to the big one. Each drawer had nothing in it except for the largest one. When I pulled the large drawer out, a rolled-up note came out into my view. Unfurling it, I read the contents. Frederick, I'm now at the Otis Lens factory. Since Jerisim is coming to look for evidence and possibly break into our hideout with the police, I'm going to put a note to not waste his time here. After I come back, I'll talk to you about the John Wilkinson summer camp. Sincerely, Milton Barrett. Exposition note is expositional. Uh, Now that I know... Now that I knew that... Milton was the man who was in the office. I left the factory since the evidence I got from the desk and bookshelf was enough to help the police in some way. As I was starting my car, I looked up, t- I looked to the side and saw Milton, still on the roof of the building that he jumped on. 
After turning his head, he proceeded to point at me. I drove out of the parking lot and looked back. There were three other members hiding in the bushes, ready to kill me if I had parked further away. (laughs) I saw them with my x-ray vision. (laughs) I didn't go straight home, however. Stopping at the police station, I barely managed to talk to Newport, who had ended his shift a few minutes ago. After talking to him for a while, I showed uh, I showed and explained the letter and note, which freaked him out. Quickly, Newport said that he had another officer, Ford Faulkner. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, the fake ass fucking names. <laughs> They're the best. Uh... <laughs> no. So so we need to take a we need to take a second to itemize this. We got Ford Faulkner, Kit Niles, Mervyn Payton, Milton Barrett. Uh, shit, Heidi Elliott, uh, Ky- Kyler Calterill, Bryce Teal, Otis Linz, all of these fucking re- Travers Gravel. <laughs> oh, but, boy. And, uh, Toyd. And Toyd. Toyd Cork. Good old Toyd Cork. Fucking Christ. Uh, oh. oh, my God, you guys. I, I, I read a little ahead on accident. This is amazing. Hold on. I read it. I, I read it, too. I'm saving my reaction. Okay, I guess I'll have to wait to dig up uh, more evidence. Also, I guess Tord died in jail of his gunshot wound. (laughs) (laughs) What? He's just dead. (laughs) Did you take him to the hospital? I predicted that joke on accident, but it's still great. No, it's a They they have him in holding. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, wow. Mm. Okay, I, I feel better. Oh. I, I feel better. Oh, so much better. The fake names are out of control, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Real fake names. Yeah, nothing? Okay, so, uh... I guess uh, is it, I, I don't. I, it's like I want to keep going, but I think we gotta we we gotta stop here, so I can actually get this all strung together and shared with all of our beautiful listeners out there. I'm if if I'm just having all this dead air here, and we're ha- we're just having trouble coming up with the words. Yeah, that's that's really it. <laughs> This story lulled us into a false sense of security that nothing would happen. Yeah. And then Toy died in jail of his gunshot wound. Of all people, we should know better by now. Well, it it does it every time to us. It does. Yeah. Yeah, Because we're like, oh, Winchester Mystery House, nothing's happening. Oh, my God. He's fucking at the top of the building, and the building's on fire, and all the stupid <laughs> shit's happening. Guys, he killed Toyd off. Toyd was my favorite character. I is Toyd dead though? No one, you know. Who's to say? That's a good point. Who's to say? He says he guesses um, he died in jail. He he guesses, but that was actually Toyd's body double. A follower came in and shot himself in the same spot with a gunshot so that Toyd could escape. Because <laughs> that's, that's the kind of logic the followers have. Oh, 
oh, it took me a second to, like, fully grasp the scope of how stupid the thing you suggested was, exactly. David. And well, how horrifyingly you... plausible it is. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to get in the Dronian's head here with the, the insanity that is this, this universe. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, well... So, I think that this is time for us to, if, you, if you're hearing this, we probably have a Twitter poll up. What is your favorite bullshit fake name? Are you a fan of Ford Faulkner or, or Kit Niles? Which one is, is your favorite? <laughs> Between those two? And I think... uh, disqualified from the, from, the, from the running because it's just too good is uh, Toward Heelbach Quirk. <laughs> the third. It, it's amazing. You got you got to keep it on equal footing, so I think yeah. Ford Faulkner and Kit Niles are on pretty equal footing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I say we also include uh, Heidi Elliott. Heidi Elliott's pretty good. And... Uh... Yeah, let's how how, how how we'll have it between those three. Okay. That's our, what's the best fake name? Uh, you let us know uh, when because you'll see the poll on Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter, if you don't follow us on Twitter, you just subscribe to the podcast or to the YouTube variation of the podcast. You're missing out on some shenanigans. There are, are the Twitter is, is a little ridiculous. This is a shared Twitter for both this show and Midnight Marinara. Uh, at so, scary sauce at scary sauce you know it dawns on me that we're moving into an era of the show where it's getting uh to the point where we should probably start like letting people know where they can find us on a more regular basis even if they've heard it before because i don't know when people are coming in and furthermore um we we have some cool things planned for uh, our patrons for any of our our patrons at a certain level and uh we're gonna start setting that up pretty soon probably uh, gonna finish up on happy happy on uh what's it called on dumb angel and then we'll move into those patreon perks i think right yeah that was i think that was yeah that was the plan um i'm looking forward to getting done with dumb angel because i already i've been saying for ages what i want to do for the next multi-parter but uh i'll save that for another time i think any long time listeners know probably <coughs> know which one i'm talking there about is no place like <laughs> there is no place like <laughs> <Good old> <laughs> I think. Well, I th- sorry. While while we're on the topic of Twitter polls, this will be over by the time this episode goes up. But the current standings of who had the best concept for an Overwatch character uh, show Ardvark Chimney in the lead, uh, as opposed to his three competitors: Alan Cheney, Alex Chorney, and Alvin Chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> Though I do find it ironic, and I think I set myself up for failure. Do you, Atlantis? But once again, (laughs) Alan Cheney is losing by a lot. (laughs) Poor Alan. Uh, So you can find uh, us at Scary Sauce, at Beast Bannon, and at Dead Palette. You should be following us on Twitter. And if you don't have a Twitter, make a Twitter and follow us. 
Because fuck you, Game Theory. <laughs> uh, Alan Cheney. Oh, oh, always the friendo, never the husbando. <laughs> Aww. And how did they end Dumb Angel Part 2? Well. Shittily. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>